Tired of long waits and rushed care at the ER and urgent care clinic? Next time, stay home and let Dispatch Health bring the power of the hospital to you. I call Dispatch Health. A care team of medical professionals actually come to your house. They're the same caliber of people that you would see if you were at a hospital or an urgent care. Dispatch Health can treat most non-life-threatening emergencies. They can do the x-rays, they can do stitches. Urinary tract infections, blood tests, urinalysis, ultrasound. It's almost everything that they can do at the ER. You never feel rushed. They're there for you and only you. I felt like their only patient. And it costs no more than a trip to urgent care because Dispatch Health is covered by most insurance, including Medicare. See if we serve your home at DispatchHealth.com. Dispatch Health really went above and beyond. It's wonderful to have care come to your home. House calls are back, and they're better than ever. Learn more at DispatchHealth.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. This is our show on civil rights, and I'm Pamela Clark. Um, Barbara Bullen used to do this show and, and recently decided to move on. Um, we wish her all the best, so I'm taking over the show, and, and hopefully we'll have someone else that will volunteer and fill in and um, you know, for this show in the future. Um, in the meantime, I'll try to keep the show updated and bring you more information on civil rights issues from the past and, and the now and future and so forth. And um, during the last show, I was going over uh, different timelines of, of slavery in the U.S. And, and other areas. So... We left off in 1774 when Virginia takes action against slave importation. So now we're going to get into 1775. The slave population in the colonies is nearly around 500,000 in 1775. In Virginia, the ratio of free colonists to slaves is nearly one to one. In South Carolina, it is approximately one to two. In 1775, Georgia takes action against slave importation. And so also in 1775, abolitionist society Anthony Benazet of Philadelphia founds the world's first abolitionist society. And Benjamin Franklin becomes its president in 1787. Also, in 1775, in April, the first battles of the Revolutionary War are waged between the British and the colonial armies at Lexington and Concord, Massachusetts. Black Minutemen participate in the fighting. 
1775, in July, George Washington announces a ban on the enlistment of free blacks and slaves in the colonial army. By the end of the year, he reverses the ban, ordering the Constitutional Army to accept the service of free blacks. In 1775, in November, Virginia Governor John Murray Lord Dunmore issues a proclamation announcing that any slave fighting on the side of the British will be liberated. I do want to say um, I am kind of a scholar of, of history in general that um, when George Washington bans the enlistment of the free blacks and the slaves in the colonial army and then reverses it, I know there's a political thing that he he had done there but they say service of free blacks but there I know that there was a thing where um, so-called white um, owners could actually have one of their slaves um, fill in for them and, and fight the war for them instead of them fighting um, and I know that happened in the Civil War as well and and sometimes they would promise them freedom i don't know i mean i'm sure that not all of them became free either but there's a lot more to that than just what was shared there in this timeline but as with any of this timeline i mean there these were people's lives and the complication caused by the slave trade and the inhumane actions of people that enslaved those people uh, regardless of their color um, was just an awful thing so we also saw um, in the last episode that um, the Quakers who were you know mostly uh, white Americans if you want to call them Americans at the time but they were um, from Germany, and they were one of the very first to stand up as a society and say no. So the, the slave trade is, is such a deep, complicated issue. Um, I do want to say that. So anyways, um, by 1776 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, members of the Continental Congress signed the Declaration of Independence. Also in 1776, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the Society of Friends, also known as the Quakers, forbids its members from holding slaves. Also in 1776, Delaware prohibits the importation of African slaves. 1777, Vermont is the first of the 13 colonies to abolish slavery and enfranchise all adults, males. 1777, also in New York, and enfranchises all free proprietor men regardless of color or prior servitude. In 1778, Rhode Island forbids the removal of slaves from the state. Virginia prohibits the importation of slaves. And Delaware makes it illegal to enslave imported Africans. Also, in 1780, Pennsylvania begins gradual emancipation. In 1780, a Freedom Clause in the Massachusetts Constitution 
is interpreted as an abolishment of slavery. Massachusetts enfranchises all men regardless of race. In 1783, American Revolution ends Britain and infant United States signed the Peace of Paris Treaty in 1783. This happened. 1784, um, abolition effort Congress, uh, I'm sorry, abolishness uh, effort Congress narrowly defeats Thomas Jefferson's proposal to ban slavery in new territories. Um, After 1800, 1790, the first United States census, nearly 700,000 slaves live and toil in a nation of 3.9 million people. In 1793, Fugitive Slave Act, the United States outlaws any efforts to impede the capture of runaway slaves. And in 1794, Cotton Gin Eli Whitney patents his device for pulling seeds from cotton. The invention turns cotton into a cash crop of the American South and creates huge demand for slave trade. In 1808, the United States bans uh, slave trade importing African slaves is outlawed, but smuggling continues. In 1820, Missouri Compromise Missouri is admitted to the Union as a slave trade and Maine as a free state. Slavery is forbidden in any subsequent uh, territories north of latitude 3630. In, In 1822, the slave revolt in South Carolina freed slave Denmark Vesey attempts a rebellion in Charleston. 35 participants in the ill-fated uprising are hanged. In 1831, the slave revolt in Virginia, slave preacher Nat Turner leads a two-day uprising against whites, killing about 60. Militiamen crush the revolt, then then spend two months searching for Turner, who was eventually caught and hanged. Enraged Southerners impose harsher restrictions on their slaves. In 1835, censorship Southern states expel abolitionists and forbid the melling of anti-slavery propaganda. In 1868-1848, the Mexican-American War defeated Mexico yields an enormous amount of territory to the United States, and Americans then wrestle with the controversial topic, is slavery slavery permitted in the new lands? In 1847, Frederick Douglass' newspaper escaped slave Frederick Douglass begins publishing the North Star in Rochester, New York. I know that Barbara was going over a lot of his um, his accounts and everything. Um, if you want to hear some of that, you can listen to some of our past shows uh, about that. 1849, Harriet Tubman escapes after freeing or fleeing slavery 
Tubman returned south at least 50, 15 times to help rescue several hundred others. In 1850, Compromise of 1850 in exchange for California's entering the Union as a free state, Northern congressmen accept a harsher Fugitive Slave Act. And in 1852, Uncle Tom's Cabin is published by Harriet Beecher Stowe's novel about the horrors of slavery and sells 300,000 copies within a year of publication. 1854, Kansas and Nebraska Act, setting aside the Missouri Compromise of 1820, and Congress allows these two territories to choose whether to allow slavery, and violent clashes erupt. In 1857, Dred Scott decision in the United States Supreme Court decides 7-2 to that blacks can never be citizens and that Congress has no authority to outlaw slavery in any territory. 1860, Abraham Lincoln of Illinois becomes the first Republican to win the United States presidency. And also in 1860, Southern Succession, South Carolina succeeds in December. More states follow the next year. 1861 to 1865, United States Civil War, four years of brutal conflict claimed 623,000 lives. 1863, the Emancipation of Proclamation, I know I said it wrong, President Abraham Lincoln decrees that all slaves in rebel territory are free on January 1st, 1863. 1865, slavery is abolished and in the 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution outlaws slavery. Now, I'm going to share the links to both of these timelines in both of the shows. Um, you know, for your reference, this was taken from itswandi.org. It um, so itsuandi.org. Um, so none of this material is owned by us or anything. But um, one of the things I noticed when I'm going over these timelines is that it didn't include slavery of other races, which was also part of American history. And it does include Irish slaves and Chinese slaves. Um, and then um, slavery of, of others as well. I mean, um, and to some extent, well, we know that the American Indians were not treated right, correctly. Um, and I know that there was some slavery in that way as well. Um, but I'm going to focus now on, um, let me look at the timelines again real quick. I don't want to say anything that isn't true. But I want to look at the year. So I want to go in the correct order. And the Irish Irish slaves 
go back very far into Ireland, um, all the way into the 1600s. So uh, that's another issue that I want to look at because it does lead up to what happened in America as well and how Irish were looked at even in America, even coming here as free individuals, how they were looked at. So we're gonna we're gonna cover all of that. Um, so I'm I'm going to do cover the Irish first because um, I think if I remember correctly. Chinese slavery started um, around 1800s, if I remember correctly. I'm trying to confirm this in my notes. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to, I don't want to waste time. We're going to get to both of them. They're both equally important. Uh, I need to take a quick commercial break and then I'll be right back. Right now, right you now. might be struggling might be through your classes through your class. or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. This is your host, Pamela Clark, and we are going over um, slavery in America and civil rights. This is our civil rights show. So now we're going to get into the Irish slave trade and what that looked like and even how Irish were looked at um, coming to America as free individuals or indentured servants even. So um, I'm taking this bit of information from the AfricaSource.com and there is a controversy. There's some people that say that anyone that says that the Irish slave trade happened are prejudiced or they're from white elitists or they're against, they're, they're trying to um, downplay the African-American slave trade. And, but there's also a lot of people that say the Holocaust didn't happen and that uh, Jews weren't killed. So <laughs> it doesn't make it less true just because people point a finger and say it's not true. So I'm a fact-based person. Um, I also am an historian. I've, I've, I've researched history for many years, world history, and um, I don't know everything. I'm not saying that. And I don't remember everything at the drop of a hat either, but I'm good I'm a good researcher and putting facts together um, as well so uh, again I, I'm not claiming to own any of this information I'm sharing I'm sharing information and you can look into it yourself as well so let's get right into this part of the, the show um, the slaves that time forgot and this was written by John Martin 
And again, africasource.com. They claim as slaves the vast human cargo transported on tall British ships bound for the Americas. They were shipped by the hundreds of thousands, included men, women, and even the youngest of children. Whenever they rebelled or even disobeyed an order, they were punished in the harshest ways. Slave owners would hang their human property by their hands and set their hands or feet on fire as one form of punishment. They were burned alive and had their heads placed on pikes in the marketplace as warnings to other captives. We don't really need to go through all the gory details, do we? After all, we know all too well that the rich aristocrats of the African slave trade, but are we talking about African slavery question? King James II and Charles I led a continued effort to enslave the Irish. Britain's famed Oliver Cromwell furthered this practice by dehumanizing one's next-door neighbor. The Irish slave trade began when James II sold 30 Irish prisoners as slaves to the New World. His proclamation of 1625 required Irish political prisoners be spent or sent overseas and sold to English settlers in the West Indies. By the mid-1600s, the Irish were the main slaves sold to Antigua, and Montessorit. At that time, 70% of the total population of Montessorit were Irish slaves. Ireland quickly became the biggest source of human livestock for English merchants. The majority of their early slaves to the New World were actually white. From 1641 to 1652, over a half a million, Irish were killed by the English, and another 300,000 were sold as slaves. Ireland's population fell from about 1.5 million to 600,000 in one single decade. Families were ripped apart as the British did not allow Irish dads to take their wives and children with them from them across the Atlantic. This led to a helpless population of homeless women and children. Britain's solution was to auction them off as well. During the 1650s, over a 100,000 Irish children between the ages of 10 and 14 were taken from their parents and sold as slaves in the West Indies, Virginia, Virginia and New England. In this decade, 52,000 Irish, mostly women and children, were sold to Barbados and Virginia. Another 30,000 Irish men and women were also transported and sold to the highest bidder. In 1656, Cromwell ordered that 2,000 Irish children be taken to Jamaica as, and sold as slaves to English settlers. Many people today will avoid calling the Irish slaves what they truly were, slaves. They came, upon, came up with terms like indentured servants to describe what occurred to the Irish. However, 
In most cases from the 17th and 18th centuries, Irish slaves were nothing more than human cattle. As an example, the African slave trade was just beginning during the same period. It is well recorded that African slaves, not tainted with stain of the hated Catholic theology and most expensive to purchase, were often treated far better than their Irish counterparts. Irish slaves were very expensive during the, the late 1600s. Fifteen sterling was paid for them. Irish slaves came cheap, no more than five sterling. If a planter whipped or branded or beat an Irish slave to death, it was never a crime. A death was a monetary setback, but far cheaper than killing a more expensive African. The English masters quickly began breeding the Irish women for both their own personal pleasure and for greater profit. Children of slaves were themselves slaves, which increased the size of the master's free workforce. Even if an Irish woman somehow obtained her freedom, her kids would remain slaves of her master. Thus, Irish moms, even with this newfound emancipation, would sel seldom abandon their kids and remain in servitude. In time, the English thought of a better way to use these women, in many cases, girls as young as 12, to increase their market share. The settlers began to breed Irish women and girls with African men to produce slaves with a distinct complexion. These new mulatto slaves brought a high price, than, even higher than Irish livestock, and likewise enabled the settlers to save money rather than purchase new African slaves. The practice of interbreeding Irish females with African men went on for several decades and was so widespread that in 1681 legislation was passed forbidding the practice of mating Irish slave women to African slave men for the purpose of producing slaves for sale. In short, it was stopped only because it interfered with the profits of a large slave transport company. England continued to ship tens of thousands of Irish slaves for more than a century. Records state that after the 1798 Irish Rebellion, thousands of Irish slaves were sold to both America and Australia. There were horrible abuses of both African and Irish captives. One British ship even dumped 1,302 slaves into the island ocean, or Atlantic, o I'm sorry, Atlantic Ocean, so that the crew would have plenty of food to eat. There is little question that the Irish experienced the horrors of slavery just as much, if not more in the 17th centuries than the Africans did. There is also very different question that those brown tan faces you witness in your travels to the West Indies are very likely a combination of African and Irish ancestry. In 1839, Britain finally decided on its own end to 
to end its participation in Satan's highway to hell and stop transporting slaves. While their decision did not stop pirates from doing what they desired, the new law slowly concluded this chapter of the nightmarish Irish misery. But even, but if anyone, black or white, believes that slavery was only an African experience, then they've got it completely wrong. Irish slavery, slavery is subject, a subject worth remembering, not erasing from our memories, but where are our public and private schools? Where are the history books? Why is it so seldom discussed? Do the memories of hundreds of thousands of Irish victims merit more than a mention from an unknown writer? Or is their, their story to be one that their English pirates intended to, unlike the African book, have the Irish story utterly and completely disappear as if it never happened? None of the Irish victims ever made it back to their homeland to describe their ordeal. These are the lost slaves, the ones that time and biased history books conveniently forgot. We're, we'll discuss more um, about this in the next episode. Um, I want to remind everyone that this show airs by 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sundays. And that my show, another show that I do on education in the news, airs on Wednesdays by 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you like our shows, please remember to follow us. Um, visit our radio.newheightseducation.org page and check out our organization, newheightseducation.org. Um, and our learning annex at school.newheightseducation.org. Till next time. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.